0: Broadcasting live from the r and studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Ponsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. Presented by Tequila Embajador. Radio Nation, welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, nine twenty a.m. You're in the huddle with Vinnie Bonsturnier and Lincoln Kennedy. Um, Lincoln, how are you doing, my friend?
1: Wonderful, my brother. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just trying good. to uh, digest uh, everything that happened over in uh, New York uh, today. With oh, do, uh, tell. do tell. I didn't hear. It. The, yeah, the, the uh, him, uh, Mark yeah. Davis, the owner, thought we were going to have a little bit of sound at the very top, but. Uh-huh. Uh, of, of Mark Davis speaking over at the, uh, at the um, NFL owners meetings uh, uh-huh. in New York. And you can only imagine what was talked about uh, in New York when Mark Davis uh, sat down with some reporters uh, in New York City. And obviously a lot had to do with uh, what recently happened uh, with right. John Gruden and um, the emails and Mark Davis's misgivings. About how the emails were handled uh, by somebody in the NFL um, and, and the timing of the situation, um, you know, it, it kind of jives with everything that I heard, uh, Lincoln. Just to kind of give you a little bit of a of a background on, on kind of how all of this happened, uh, but you remember Friday, uh, the day or two days before the Chicago Bears game, um, you know, we we got notice from the Washington uh, or excuse me, the, the Wall Street Journal that. You know the the email that was uncovered about John Gruden talking about uh, Damaris Smith and what he said. And we don't right, have to rehash, right. rehash all that, right? So right. That, that came out about 1.30 or so Pacific time. Bombshell, needless to say. Um, so the way the NFL kind of explained it was, or the way that you know the, the, the it, it was explained, I should say, uh, was that these emails that we're talking about were uncovered during an investigation into the Washington football team. Right. Right. Um, And so as part of that investigation, somebody came across these emails and like, wow, what, this is crazy stuff. Who's who's saying all this stuff. And you know, it's John Gruden's email address and he's talking to Bruce Allen, the Raider, the the Washington football teams team president. Uh, Wow. Somebody should know about this. Somebody needs, it doesn't apply to the investigation that's ongoing into the Washington football team. But this is pretty egregious stuff, right? So uh, they the, whoever the investigators were um, took that those emails and, and many, many others out of the investigation because it didn't fall into their investigation that they were doing into the Washington football team, but sent it over to the NFL and said, you should probably get a look at this, right right So um, so the NFL had this had all this information for a few months, all right. Um, back in June basically and so um we didn't find out about it until the wall street journal pr- uh printed that it. story yeah, or, uh-huh. you know posted that story on yeah. friday uh the, the two days before the chicago bears game the Bear, the raiders didn't know about it in spite of kind of what the nfl tried to say to start off with um that well uh this was all forwarded to the to the raiders no that's not how it happened the raiders found out about it by the Wall Street Journal, okay, and they tried to get, according to Mark Davis, talking uh, today. And actually, uh, I think we have the uh, the sound here, real quick, uh, damon If you want to go ahead and play that sound, real
2: well, quick, I'm so not going to get into that right now, but it's it's a timing issue, and uh, that's probably what the, the the disappointment at my head I had. Time the the fact, the fact that it happened in the middle of season. Um, well, the fact that yeah. they may have known about it a couple of months beforehand and didn't let us know that um, we were informed. Until uh, I guess with that Thursday, heard it from the Wall Street Journal initially, and it was a rumor. They didn't, wouldn't give us the uh, email at that time. The Wall Street Journal wouldn't. Uh, we spoke to the league later on that afternoon, and uh, by Friday they started giving us all the information. Spoke with the commissioner and those things. But um, I believe that if we'd have gotten the information earlier in the uh, you know in the summer. When they when they learned about it, it would have been a lot lot easier for everybody involved. Do you feel like you were treated unfairly, like based on like no? I'm not going to get into any was. of that. We're Raiders. you know. We're, we're used to this. And that.
0: there's more uh, that's, that's, that we're going to be uh, sharing with, uh, with everybody uh, as the show goes on. But, but that's the first part that I wanted to talk about Lincoln, which was I feel a very very pertinent and key part to all of this. All right, um, and so you know, based upon what Mark said they just started to get the information that Friday from the right. NFL. They right. didn't ha- and this jives with what I was hearing um, inside the organization, you know, that it wasn't until a reporter came to them with it that they were blindsided by this. And then right. on top of that, the reporter, and I don't know, if rightfully so, whatever, everyone, every reporter has a different way of doing things, would not, you know, let the Raiders see the email that they had in their possession on that Thursday. It wasn't until later Friday that the NFL – forwarded the information to the Raiders. okay so this is mark davis's biggest issue and uh something that i uh uh, personally agree with him on all right so the nfl i think wanted mark davis to act extremely quickly uh after getting the information on friday all Right. right it's 48 hours less than 48 hours now before the game i don't think that that was viable and from the raiders perspective you know they they want them to do their due diligence. First of all, is this even real? Got to right. talk to the guy involved. Right. Got to do our own research, our own due diligence um, to, you know, don't like it at all on the surface of things. Um, they made that very clear that day um, in, in putting out a statement that we don't condone this. The Raiders stand for uh, the opposite of this, basically, right. um, through, the, through the years. But at the same time, let us handle this and see where it goes and, and what's going on. Uh, I always felt it was going to. The end result was going to be the same exact end result that happened. John right, Bruden right. Gruden was going to have to resign Certainly. or get fired, whatever the case might be. But Mark Davis's beef is that can you give me a little bit of time before that happens? And right. then when it didn't happen as quickly as maybe somebody in the NFL or somebody uh, thought, uh, then that's when that second avalanche of, of, uh, of emails were released through the via the New York Times. Uh, and then it was inevitable. John Gruden was going to have to resign, step aside, Certainly. whatever you want to call it, right. that Monday. But you know, I I, I, I understand where John's or where Mark's coming from, Lincoln. In terms of if you had this last summer, why didn't you give it to us last summer? Right. So we could have made done the right thing at that point, rather than right smack in the middle of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, as we uh, hindsight is always twenty twenty. So you after after you hear all this stuff come out. You're, you're left to believe or left to you know, speculate, not necessarily believe, but in, in, depending on how you want to look at it, that something's amiss. Something's wrong. Something's awry. Right. Uh, you don't have, you don't launch an investigation towards one party, uncover 650,000 emails and say, oh, well, we're just going to slap that guy with a fine. But you know what? This is another big name. This is another uh, a, a member of the National Football League, but we found all this stuff on him. This has nothing to do with the Washington Football Team. Has nothing to do. With, wasn't even in the league at that time. Doesn't. I'm not condoning what he said, but doesn't have anything to do other than the fact that now he's in the National Football League, and he's a premier figure on one of the more you know pronounced and prominent teams in the National Football League. So you force the hand, because I remember, I remember being confronted. That weekend, and I had a ton of stuff. I was really in a, in a salty mood because my flights have been canceled. I had to drive up to Vegas and right. everything else. But I w- I rem- right. remember being confronted with those emails. I mean, confronted about the initial email, Demaryius Smith saying, well, "What do you think they should do?" What do you? Well, it's one email. It's dude, we got a game to play. Let's, you know, I'm trying to figure all this other stuff out before I, you know, uh, uh, you know, proclaim my decision or my my feelings towards it. But then when the, the i guess the the avalanche of happened of all the information that came when it was a monday i think it was uh the following yes. monday after the, uh-huh. after the game well you, mm-hmm. then your hand is forced because it's like oh if you're not gonna move it real quick enough well let me release all this other stuff right and and then you know the world comes down and of course you know john really as he said he didn't want to be a distraction so he had to resign i mean his hand was forced at that point
0: yeah, and and again, um, and, and Mark was, you know, uh, he he reiterated the point today where those emails don't stand for what the Raiders stand for, and he's no longer the coach, and um, you know that's that's what um, he handled it, you know, uh, in, in, in correctly, basically, uh, but but again, the timing of it, um, you know, I think yeah. is is what he has uh, the issue with, and and you know, fortunately for the Raiders, the players and they had nothing to do with any of those emails and those all that nonsense, but they sure were blindsided and it could have been disastrous in terms of how they reacted to it. It certainly may have, to me, it may have cost them that bears game. I, I mean, I don't think I'm going out on a limb to think that they were a little bit disorganized and maybe a little bit distracted in that Chicago bears game. So you can almost say that the timing of it and how it played out might have actually cost them a football game.
1: You know what? In I, I didn't want to go, that route I didn't want to think that I mean of course distractions happen all the time it, sure. there's no there's no doubt the Raiders were flat all around yeah every aspect they were flat and they just they got soundly beat they got pushed around by an inferior team in my opinion that they could have done a whole lot better to you know when you talk about the the missed throws by Derek the miss you know the drop balls I mean it was just there was a lack of concentration I didn't yeah. want to go that route initially and say that it could have had something to do with it. But, you know, I mean, of course, it was on the heels of the Chargers game where they just got beat. Let's call it what it is. But the last two weeks, you see a different team. Right. And so you're left to believe that maybe this did play a distraction in the locker room. Maybe it it did affect some people. I I don't know. I wasn't wasn't in the locker room, so I wasn't privy to that. But, you know, at first I didn't want to believe it.
0: Yeah, and so... um... You know, uh, Mark had a lot more uh, to talk about today, including um, you know the, the he and John Gruden have come to a, an agreement on a uh, on a settlement. So, right. uh, you know, home which home I didn't home. think that that was going to be an issue. These are two good friends. Uh, I know it ended badly, um, but I don't. And I you know I, I know that you know Mark I'm sure is uh, disappointed uh, to say the least uh, in his friend. But I didn't think that that I didn't think you know the the whatever money John Gruden had left and all of that stuff. I always felt like that was going to be amicably handed. It was, uh, handled, and I, you know, uh, kind of had to, to laugh a little bit at some of the national reporters kind of talking about how that might not be the case. And you know, knowing those two guys, it just seems like you know they would have gotten it figured out. And I do know that John Gruden and, 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 and Mark expressed this. He's hurt. He's disappointed. He, th- you know, this is this is something that he's going to be carrying around for the rest of his life. And I don't condone anything that he did whatsoever, but you know he got his life because of his own actions he's got right. he, he got his life and livelihood right. taken away that's got to be that's just a, a horrible feeling to have self-inflicted your own wounds to that extent and and for him it's something that he's going to have to deal with for the for the rest of his life um out to the raider nation listener line raider x is on the line how you doing raider x hey good
3: afternoon gentlemen hey just uh yeah i want to focus on the you know the actions i think the actions already speak for themselves And what was a. Uh, levied with John Gruden and the Raiders but just you know really now refocus on or just center the focus on the timeliness the specific gear as uh, Link talked about you know bringing one wave the second wave the timeliness of you know the anniversary the 10-year anniversary of Al Davis's death uh, you know and just also you know now taking the position as we've learned more that you know there could be other leaks and other implications out there not talking about protecting the an- anonymity of the individuals. Well, haven't we ever, you know, learned over all this other stuff that's in- going on in politics that we can redact and remove names to protect the anonymity just to come and be transparent? I mean, our, 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 isn't it with the NFL? I mean, they've been trying to revitalize their image. Well, let, now let's go full circle. Let's go forward and, and move and show that we are for the people. You know, they're making trying to make so much movement and say, hey, we're for you. We're about everybody. Everybody, we represent all you know walks of life. Well, you know, come on, it's time to put the actions where your mouth with, you know. Put the, so, uh, the your what do you
0: what are you suggesting um, should happen?
3: I would say that there should be a lot more transparency, and I think they should release um, in, in whatever form that they need to. They have six hundred fifty thousand emails, and I think that there should be either uh, given to uh, another uh, mediator or some other types of form for for review of a private, uh, um, you know, investigator, or I, I think what's going to end up happening is some of these, uh, victims from, uh, from the Washington football team might go after Goodell and, and, and sue him individually as an individual versus the NFL.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it, all of that is, uh, you know, there's so much legalese, um, uh, to all of this. And I know, you know, and I've talked to two prominent, three prominent lawyers about well, what's the likelihood of, uh, all that information being released, and you have to understand—you um, know—we have legal parameters and legal and laws and rules, and you know sometimes they they work wonderfully, and sometimes—and maybe this is the case uh, of it—it's—it's—it it, doesn't work so well. Uh, but you know, we have um, laws that protect the privileged um, confidentiality of lawyer and client. Those are there for a reason. Many times it's for good reasons. This one, in this particular case, it seems to maybe be protecting somebody that might not deserve to be protected, Lincoln. Um, you know, and maybe and, 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 and however, being able or trying to be able to get that privileged information um, out into the public light. Is a long, hard legal fight. Uh, Lincoln, that's going to happen. Well, have. well,
1: let's not forget that you know th- that money runs this world, right? So those who have money have the power, and those without don't. Right. Um, and, and the thing is, is that when you're talking about an NFL owner, you're talking about something that's much more, much bigger than just a, 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 an owner of a franchise. You're, you're talking about the shield. You know, look, let's not be foolish. We know that there are womanizers that own NFL teams. We've seen pictures of Jerry Jones and and other people being put in, you know, precarious positions and stuff like that. Nothing's happened to them. So let's not be foolish and think that, you know, this is all going to go away. But to your point, Vinny, those that have the money and prestige can sweep a whole lot more under the table than those who don't. And more importantly, when it comes to it, if they want, you know, because we know how business runs – if somebody doesn't want somebody to be a part of their conglomerate, they can find ways to try to get them out, or get them exposed, or tarnish their image, or make it hard for them. It's happened many times. So whether there's somebody in the NFL has a grudge against Mark Davis and the Raiders, as Marcus said, we're the Raiders. We're used to it. You know, it's it's it, you know people have always tried to you know uh, downplay Al Davis when he was alive. You not know, you think it's not going to continue when he, when his son is taking over.
0: Yeah, you know? and, you know, let's not also uh, be naive. Um, you know, John Gruden had some choice words Certainly. to describe to describe Roger Grudel. Yep. The boss. Yep.
1: yep. <laughs>
0: and, you know, I'm not saying that he was behind all this. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. And, you know, speculation can only get you so far, and it's whatever. Uh, but, you know, if you're being practical about it and just thinking, you know, honestly about it, you know, Lincoln, if, if 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 you came across something that, you know, somebody that you knew or worked with was saying all those type of things about you, I, I mean, you're not going to feel good about it, are you?
1: Well, no, but at the same point, if I was under, you know, constant speculation or under, a, you know, um, a big microscope, I would try to do my best to deflect to something else. To just roll with it? Yeah, well, not no, just roll with it, but I mean, you're like, I'm going to try to take some of the sunlight off of me. And I'm gonna try to throw shade on someone else. and am like, yo, uh, well, yeah, I did all that, and, and I'm a bad person. But hey, he did that stuff, you know, and and try to deflect or take some attention off of it. And I I think that to some agree, some degree, that I think that's what we're seeing with the Washington football team. Because somebody right. let these emails out. You see what I'm saying? Somebody leaked them. And 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 that's and,
0: what, and, that's, and that's where I'm going. With yeah,
1: exactly. It. Like
0: maybe I'm I'm just saying, you know, like. If 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 you're in a position of power and 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 somebody says, man, look what so and so was saying about you, yeah, like like those type of things, yeah. you might be you know you might you say you know what I'm not going to let this go, I'm you know uh, I- I'm going to get this guy, you right. know uh, And and so then those emails all of a sudden showed up in the hands of the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. I'm not saying Roger Goodell was,
1: and, the and we York. came out of the we came out of the shadow of such a dark time, the pandemic the racial issues the racial tensions are still there the, you know the the cho- choices are diversity and everything else and the you know the the everything that has happened in this world you could not just let that slide you know exactly. Gruden had to resign he or or he forced Mark Davis Mark Davis's hand in firing him but something had to change you could not let that go
0: you could, and you and to take that one step further is if if you saw that and didn't do anything about it, and then it came out that you saw it, you look really bad. Oh me. yeah, you know very mean? very
1: bad, very. So
0: bad. So there's a lot of layers uh, to it, and we're going to get into uh, uh, it as the show goes on. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonson here and Lincoln Kennedy. Brought to you by Tequila and, and by Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Wednesday. Interact with the show. Text Benny and Lincoln on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187. Or tweet them at Benny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Benny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Washington
3: football team. I know you don't want to get
2: into it, but just... Um, I, as far as do I accept, I, I, I didn't get punched, so I don't know if I accept well, I, anything. I, 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 I honestly don't know. Um, these things are, you know, they're fluid. And, uh...
3: Would you like a, a written report
2: to be able to decide on, on your own? As far as what what happened with Washington, correct? Um, I'm not so sure that that's my my focus per se. But yeah, absolutely. I think you know somebody should be looking at this because um, the leak feels that it's been looked at. They they claim that nobody said anything or anything else has been at like that. They've seen all the emails. They've seen everything. We have not. How much responsibility? Smart- That was uh,
0: Raiders owner Mark Davis today uh, in New York talking about, um, you know, what's going on with, uh, you know, everything that's going on with the Washington football. Here's the thing, Lincoln. Everything is very – it's just um, interesting to me um, because on one hand, people are saying, well, this was to take uh, focus away from the Washington football team. But on the other all the attention is now being put on the Washington football team. I wasn't paying attention to any of this the last <laughs> month. Were you? Were you sitting there thinking, gosh, I wonder what happened with all that investigation with the Washington football team?
1: No, I didn't even know. I mean, I, don't, I didn't recall that there was actually an investigation in the Washington football team. I mean, the last yeah. thing I, I remember noticing newsworthy about the Washington football team was that they were going to maintain the Washington football team name through this season until they got all their imaging and licensing and everything else correct. Uh, for the next season before they release their new mascot
0: right but I mean the the, the, the there was a huge investigation into workplace misconduct uh, yeah but you know what
1: here's the thing I did you, you hear about that in corporate jargon all the time and, and a lot of times that you don't really know we look the thing was is what do you need to investigate you understood that he that a lot of the staff quit you you heard the the allegations about the you know from the cheerleadings and uh the cheerleaders and, and women who worked in the workplace and we it's just been it's been news has been you know bombarded with these types of stories and images and stuff like that through many corporations over the past, the past couple of years it was just it was it was one that i kind of you know tagged up to to everything else that that's going on around the world right
0: it, it, and that's my point yeah. um a lot of people did yeah. and it came it went uh, Daniel Snyder was fined ten million dollars um his, uh, he had to relinquish day-to-day control of the of the team to his wife um so he's no longer running uh, the show she she is um so you know there was a penalty that was um levied uh, in this regard and if you if you listen to what people were saying what was going on it was pretty egregious uh, yeah. Lincoln there yeah. were there were uh, there was a lot. Uh, a bad stuff that was going on you know i know that 10 million dollars doesn't sound like a a lot of money um in that world but nobody gets fined 10 million dollars
3: hey Vinny, here's a question that a texter um presented um last show and you and i didn't have an answer where if if a team gets fined where does this money go to
0: it's that money is going toward um you know uh women's causes um yeah it's going to 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 uh, i had i had the list of things but in in a um, it's to fight this type of stuff, you know. Uh, so the NFL, you know, uh, uh, it's the NFL that collected that fine, and now I think, th- w- w- from what I understand, they're going to disperse it to organizations that fight this very thing. If that makes, if that makes sense. Oh no, that
3: makes that makes sense. Because uh, I did I, I, I just didn't know, didn't know the answer. Yeah. Yep, you always hear that. that, oh, the team got fined this, the team got fined that. So it's like, well, where does the money go to? Yeah, a lot, go of, to? a lot of
1: the times when – even when players get fined, I remember that it would go to NFL-sponsored charities, whatever, you know, whether it was like the United Way or, you know, whatever. In this case, like much of Vinny's talking about, you know, uh, women's rights, uh, workplace rights and stuff like that, and th- th- that type of stuff.
0: One of my – this is a, a funny story so we'll make the the moment a little bit lighter um uh, robert fick uh played at cal state northridge baseball team and uh, ended up playing with the washington nationals uh for frank robinson uh you know frank robinson yeah. the, the mm-hmm. former baseball uh play, great play, baseball player manager he was a stickler for playing the game the right way okay and he was heavy-handed with the fines if he felt you weren't hustling if you made, made mental errors you know all that type of stuff and so robert fick tells a story about um, he, he hits what he thinks is going to be a foul ball, all right, down the right field line. So he's just half-stepping up the first base line, thinking that it's going to be foul. Well, it takes a crazy kind of a, you know, he just doesn't see it, but it's actually fair ball that rolls creams all the way around, you know, uh, in the right field uh, uh, alley, okay? He should have been standing on the second base, should have maybe even been on third base. That's how long it took the guy in the outfield to get the ball back. But he's sitting on first base, because that's how far his lackadaisical half step to first base got him, right? right. So he's sitting on first base, thinking, "I this is not going to be good when I get back to the dugout." He's like, "I'm praying that this is a long inning. Maybe Frank forgets about it by the time this inning's over." You know, because uh, I know that he's going to find me. Um, sure enough, the inning ends. He walks to the to go get his glove to go play the field, and Frank Robinson's just looking at him. You know, he's like, "That'll cost you X amount of dollars," right? And, uh, you know, he got me. I deserved it, you know. And then so, so somebody asked Robert Fick, well, what you know, he's a heavy guy. You know, he, he finds a lot of uh, people for a lot of different things. Where does that money all go? He's like, I don't know, dude. He goes, but one day Frank showed up on a road trip with a sweet set of new golf clubs. So we were all we were all thinking that maybe Frank just – Took the money and went and bought himself some nice uh, golf club. So that could happen, but uh, to 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 uh, to Lincoln's point, it usually gets you know donated. It, it goes to a, to a good cause, and it sounds like uh, this is. But my overall point, um, Lincoln, was that um, oh, hold on one second looks like we have our guest. Uh, this is what happens sometimes when, you, uh, when you're when you doing your show uh, kind of in a, in a remote uh, fashion. But we're going to go out to uh, the Raider Nation at guest line and welcome in a uh, good friend of ours, uh, a new friend really. Um, and she just did a uh, new deal with uh, the Raiders. Uh, she is the CEO and founder of the Wild Collective. It's uh, a, a clothing line that she has done a, a deal with the Raiders for men and women's uh, apparel. Uh, the debut came out October sixth. I know that there's another, uh, uh, you know, a line that's going to be coming out pretty soon. But without further ado, Wendy Banson uh, from uh, the Wild Collective is with us. How you doing, Wendy? Thank you so much for spending some time with us in the huddle.
4: Hey, yeah. Thank you so much for having it for having me. This is awesome.
0: Okay, Wendy, uh, take us back. um, When this all started, Uh, did you pitch the Raiders? Did they kind of see what you were doing here in Las Vegas? Uh, Because I know that you're locally owned uh, and and approach you. How did it all work uh, to start off with?
4: Yeah, um, I'm going to catch you real quick. It's Whitney. Um, Not Wendy. but I do get Wendy a lot, (laughs) especially when I order a Starbucks drink. My bad. But we uh so long story short, I mean we are were already in the sports apparel world, I'm already in the space doing collections for um the Vegas Golden Knights and a few other teams. And the minute I saw that stadium going up, I was like, I have to have a collection there. Like my collection has to be in that stadium. Somehow, some way, I'm gonna figure this out. So I actually hunted them down is the true Ooh. story. Um, I researched all over LinkedIn, tried to find out who the retail buyers were, who was, you know, decision makers that I could like reach out to and kind of pitch some ideas. And lo and behold, I got really lucky and ended up having a great meeting, initial meeting with the team. And, uh, unfortunately COVID happened. Um, so we kind of put the brakes on things for a little bit. But um, we were very lucky that the NFL had just launched a new program called the Local License. And because of that, I was able to collaborate with the Las Vegas Raiders without having a full NFL license. So typically when you work with an NFL team, you have to have the license for all, all of the teams. It's a, it's a package deal. And so this was a new program they had just launched. So I was super excited, and the raiders were so supportive in, you know, getting me the local license and being able to have this collection come to fruition.
0: How long has the Wild Collective uh, been around?
4: So we've been in business for a little over three and a half years. Um, obviously, a year and a half of that was kind of just COVID, sitting and waiting, and you know, getting all of our ducks in a row. Um, But we had tons of momentum right before COVID. And then once COVID kind of started to lift, we just picked right back up where we were and just really started going at it from all angles. So we're licensed across pretty much every single major league, MLB, NBA, uh, WNBA, MLS. And um, we are just really lucky to just have this opportunity. I mean, it's our first local football team. Like how amazing is it to have such a cool team in Vegas.
0: No doubt about it. And we're talking to Whitney Banson from the Wild Collective. She's the founder and CEO. Um, you know, go back three years ago when you had this idea. Um, were, you know, did you immediately think of teaming up with teams, so to speak? Uh, was that the ultimate goal um, or the initial goal? Um, or did that kind of just happen as you're going along?
4: We felt like what we did was so unique, and because of that, we wanted to be able to tap into that the team's unique DNA. And we wanted to create collections for their fan base that was unique to them. So we weren't just slapping a logo on a hoodie or slapping a logo on a jacket like many other apparel brands can do. We wanted to really look at things in a different lens and be able to tap into the unique things that make that team special and that the fans really have a, you know, profound, um, you know, tie to. So we really pulled that in through the Raiders Heritage pieces, um, really, you know, tapping into unique things like the um, unisex camo jogger set. The camo print is actually made out of waves because the Raider pillages through on a ship so for us, we said, okay, we want to do camo. We know we wanted to do camo, but how do we do it different? How do we do it so it's unique? How do we do it so it's unique to the Raiders? And so we pulled in a lot of those unique elements. We also brought back a logo from the 1960 team that no one's really seen for a really long time. And we, I, I actually came across it in the store. It was in a glass case on a gold jacket, and I said what is that? I have never seen that before. <laughs> and they were like, oh, it's just a logo from the 60s. And I was like, I love that. Can we use that? And they were like, yeah, let's do it. So, you know, we, we really honed in on these really unique elements of the collection so that each piece had a unique story to tell.
0: We're talking to the Wild Collective founder and CEO, uh, Whitney uh, Banson, uh, a local Las uh, Vegas-based apparel company and and, uh, clothing uh, line who struck a deal with the Raiders, among uh, other leagues, and the Golden Knights uh, here in Las Vegas, uh, to do signature-type apparel for for the Raiders. And I got to imagine, the Raiders are very unique. Um, They have a worldwide brand. They have a very distinct and unique brand. They have... Um, I think very bold colors uh, and identifiable colors. It's never changed basically for the last however long I could remember. Uh, it's always been the silver and black. There's no been big uniform changes or anything like that. Um, how easy or difficult was it to work with what they have? I would imagine it's kind of got on the cooler side so that um, and, 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 and based on their history, they probably give you a little bit more leeway. but uh, walk us through how it was working with the Raiders brand in particular
4: yeah so the process i mean from the beginning i hit it dead on what can we do that's different what haven't you guys done what do you currently have in store i want to know the complete opposite of that i wanted to make sure that the collection that we put out for raider nation was different that was our number one goal number one goal that was that it was different it was unique it was exclusive The whole collection is actually made out of recycled material, which is a first in NFL history. Uh, No other team has ever done that. Uh, And we really wanted to hone in on the fashion streetwear side of sports. There's a lot of consumers and fans that wouldn't wear a jersey. Maybe maybe they have all their jerseys already, and they're looking for something different, something unique. And we wanted to give additional options that were cool, that had a more of a street vibe, but still tapped into that fashion DNA. And working with the Raiders has been just and such an amazing experience from beginning to end. I mean, being able to launch, you know, this collection with such an iconic team, like you said, it's worldwide. You're not just selling a collection of a team to that local fan base. I mean, there's Raiders fans all over the world. We're, we're seeing, you know, people coming in town from Europe and all these other countries coming in for these Raiders games, and they want something cool. They want something different. They want the jersey, but they want something else too. And what is that that purchase going to be? And so we wanted to really dive into what is at the root of Raiders heritage and what makes the Raiders so unique. And we wanted to pull all of those elements through the entire collection. So you see that in the first drop on every single piece. And the second drop is even probably more exciting um just because there's some pieces in there just that just really are have not really been done in the space um so we're super excited to just continue this partnership with the Raiders and be able to offer fans a streetwear fashion forward option for game day
0: by the way, uh, if you want to take a look um, at what's available, um, you can go you can check it out at raiders.com backslash shop uh, or go to uh, the Wild Collective website uh, at where the wild uh, dot wh- where the wild co dot com. <laughs> uh, also, it's at uh, NFL uh, dot com. So uh, you guys are everywhere. Um, you We're know, school is. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's really cool, a uh, that you know, and, and I, I, it's important to stress this. So uh, a female-owned uh, business. So congratulations uh, on that. We're always uh, in support uh, of that. Um, but also, you know, I, I I like to watch old documentaries about sports, and it's it's so interesting looking back um, over the years, where you know when you when you look at the into the stands uh, at the fans back in like the '60s or '70s, you never saw you, you know, uh, jerseys or, or, or apparel or, or team, um, you know, uh, uh, type stuff. It was basically people dressed normally, went to the game and went home. Well, that's all changed. And you go to a game now and I travel all over the place and it's just a sea of whatever team, you know, the home team might be. And there'll be a sprinkling of, uh, of, of, of away fans there as well. Uh, But just dressed in like everything, not just like you said, not just jerseys. And you go out to we have events, you know, that that we host uh, prior to games. And and you see men and women dressed in their, you know, uh, representing their their love for their team in all sorts of different, uh, you know, clothes, clothes and types of clothes. So it's it's completely changed. Um, How big has it become in, in that regard?
4: Well, I don't even think we've scratched the surface to be honest with you, on uh, the lifestyle piece of sportswear, um, especially the fashion side of it. I think there's a massive opportunity there in the market. Um, There's definitely product out there, but I think that we haven't even scratched the surface. I think this is a much bigger uh, play in the retail marketplace than a lot of people realize. And I think that it's not until you kind of pick your head up and you see this new merchandise, this new wave of merch coming into these sports uh, stores and seeing like, okay, that's different. That's unique. That's something you don't normally see. And you have people absolutely gravitating towards it. When we went to the game for the first drop, this is the first time I saw the collection in store. And it hits you the minute you walk in and Even if you weren't going to purchase that item, if it maybe didn't fit your aesthetic, you immediately went to it and were like, whoa, whoa, what is this? You were intrigued. And that's a big piece of the puzzle is getting people intrigued and then getting them to that purchase.
0: How important, um, and this probably goes without saying, uh, I'm, I'm married, so I know um, the influence uh, that, uh, that a woman can have uh, on these on, on attire and dress and all that type of stuff, but how important was it that when, when women started becoming more and more involved and prevalent and, and willing to, to dress out in the team colors and uh, in, in the way that they, they do it as opposed to sometimes the guys, but how important was the, the, uh, the, the woman element to all this?
4: Well, I have a husband, two kids, and I'll be honest with you. Like, I obviously have a lot of influence of how my husband dresses. I like to give my opinions, and I obviously want him to uh, be more on trend than not. And especially on the sports side, right? It's like, you know, having your your man wear the same T-shirt or the same jersey all the time. You want to switch it up. You're like, I get that you love your team but like, is, is there a more elevated option here, right? Like, is there, is there a jacket or a bomber or, you know, a varsity that you could be wearing over, you know, that, that basic t-shirt that you've had in your, uh, your drawer for the past 20 years. Um, and so I think that ties into it too. I mean, I'll be honest, my husband's been rocking since the collection came out. He, he wears the blue men's denim jacket from the Raiders, he wears that thing to get gas. This guy's obsessed with this jacket because he's like, it's just cool. He's like, it gives me a vibe. And I think that's really what we're tapping into as well is just the vibe of these items. It, it, it helps you step into that fashion streetwear persona.
0: Well, for all the guys and girls that are listening, um, I'm just looking at the calendar and November is, um, fastly approaching, and which means we're getting into Christmas season. So um, if you want a little bit of a different idea for when you're filling out your uh, Christmas wish list, uh, don't forget about something like this, because I think that this fits for for everybody. Uh, Chilled men, women, you know, uh, girls, boys, all of that. Um, And I can't wait to see the new line. If you give us a little tease, maybe, of what to expect um, and when that might be dropping. okay.
4: Uh So tease. Um, There's six items. I can tell you that. Okay. I can tell you that three of them are men, three of them are women. Um, one of the pieces I actually think is going to turn unisex. I'm just putting that out there right now. Alrighty. Um, because I just see tons of women just absolutely a stealing it from their husbands and boyfriends and b okay. buying it because they're like, this is just so cool. I have to have this and it's perfectly fits in with the season. Um, And that is funny because that actually happened with the blue denim for uh, the first drop. We had no clue it was going to turn into a unisex piece, and it totally did. We had so many women buying up this jacket because they loved the oversized fit of it. They loved that it had a hood. And so that was, you know, something we definitely weren't expecting. But the second drop is going to be very unique very true to Raiders uh you know Raider Nation and really tapping into that uniqueness there's definitely a white piece because obviously we want to make sure that we did an all-white piece for Mark Davis because that's his favorite um so that's really exciting that's a that's a women's piece coming out um and really just honestly coming out with something really unique and different and especially during the holiday season it's like what What more could you ask for? These awesome pieces that you can get someone for the holidays. We're we're just so excited to get it out.
0: Well, we're excited to see it. Uh, Whitney Benson, thank you so much for spending some time with us in the huddle. Uh, truly appreciate it. Continued success. We're all rooting for you. Uh, she is the CEO awesome. and founder of the Wild Collective. Um, it's a uh, it's a local um, uh, sports apparel, uh, just uh, a great company. Uh, and they're doing great work with the Raiders. Uh, and we can't wait to uh, to see what you guys have up your sleeve uh, next. Thanks so much, uh, Whitney. Take care awesome. of yourself.
4: Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You
0: got it. Uh, that was Whitney Banson from The Wild Collective. She's the CEO and founder. Uh, again, uh, you can go to the Raiders.com, backslash, backslash uh, shop, or uh, com, and also uh, over at the NFLshop.com uh, to check out uh, everything that they have uh, over there. You're in the huddle with Vinnie Monster and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila and Baja or Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Wednesday. No one gets you closer
3: to the Las Vegas
0: Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. Um,
2: what it was is, you know, like I say, we, we found out about it Thursday by from the Wall Street Journal. We didn't hear about it from the league. We heard about it from the Wall Street Journal. Um, they wouldn't give us the uh, email at that time, so we didn't really have that. It was a rumor to us. We then spoke with the league. They did say that they had that, and they had other other emails. We didn't see those until Friday at that time. And I wanted to do the due diligence. I wasn't going to just rush to judgment on John. And uh, so we went through the process. We talked to a lot of the alumni. We talked to a lot of uh, players. We talked to a lot of the people that were involved in the situation and came to the decision. Mark, have uh, you uh, spoken? The... That's writer owner
0: Mark Davis. um Talking about the timing uh, mechanism that went into, you know, uh, his decision to ultimately, um, I think it's safe to say part ways with John Gruden. I know it was a resignation situation, but it kind of came to a head. Um, we all uh, were not naive to think that, that that's not what happened. Uh, but again, Lincoln, and by the way, you're in the huddle with Vinnie Bonster and Lincoln Kennedy brought to you by Tequila and in Baja International <laughs> Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. It's a Wednesday. You know Lincoln by the way? Yeah. No practice today because of the bye week. I'm all discombobulated on what day it is I, I know you understand oh yeah uh, going back to your playing days like you just set your clock this time of year on practice that's yeah. Wednesday's the first day of practice yeah. Thursday Friday you know either you're getting on a plane or whatever yeah. the case might be Certainly. Uh, staying home for the next game but yeah I'm, I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out what the heck day it is good luck with that
1: practice. you know it, do- it doesn't help the fact that they've got you know this this time of year you have all kinds of sports on, so you yeah. know, you've got the World Series, you've got basketball. You know, Monday Night Football was the other night. So I mean, yeah, yeah, good, yeah, good it's, luck with that one. <laughs>
0: it's, yeah, exactly. So you know, um, I, I, you know, I know Mark Davis got um, some some criticism, and I didn't think ju- I didn't think justifiably so. And, and um, you know, he didn't talk, he didn't come out and speak, you know, to the to the press um, immediately and everything like that. And, and Lincoln and I don't know if you and I had talked about this necessarily. Um, because of some of the you know the, the days that maybe you were hadn't been on or mm-hmm. whatever the case might be, but you know, um, m- my thought was, man, you, you got to understand this is more than just a professional relationship, but even you know this is a personal relationship. They're friends. These guys are are, are friends. That was the guy that you know John Gruden was the guy that 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 Mark Davis handpicked to. Fix this franchise, right? You know, basically from top to bottom in terms of the football side of things. You know, so this was a big blow to him. And to get information on a Friday and then make a decision by Sunday, Lincoln, yeah. I don't think that that was a fair or b feasible. Um, you know, and and so I, I don't understand why somebody somewhere felt like, um, all right, we got to take this to another level. It was eventually going to get here. And uh, to to where it got because I, didn't, I don't believe the Raiders were ever going to tolerate any of the stuff that was that were in those those emails and he was going to have a chance to look at all of those emails and then do his due diligence and make sure it was correct and look the guy in the eye and all of that he deserved that time is what I'm saying not John Gruden necessarily. Uh, but, but Mark Davis, and I just feel like somebody, you know, pulled the rug out from under his feet in that regard.
1: Well, you're, you're forcing his hand is what, what happened. And you exactly. you, you got you to take in consideration, you know, you, you got to know your party in which we're, we're addressing. You know, Mark Davis has never been one of those guys that has to have a microphone in his face or has to be on camera and has to make a statement. He's not a Jerry Jones. So he's not going to speak on the team every time something happens right um that first and foremost so you can understand why you know nothing came out immediately secondly you know he said it when he hired him that he was a big fan of john gruden's and he wanted as you mentioned to 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 write the ship to turn the thing around to get everything so he, he gave them the keys to the car so this was a big deal Heck you know yeah. and, and, and and it's like you have to be able to digest it hell it took me a week to digest, I'm still not fully judged when I think about it, of, of what I saw, and what I read and looking at the person differently, you know, thought it, you know, I, I said it on our, on our show. I said, I thought I knew him differently. I didn't know this side of him. Not to say that, you know, it, it, it's not, it, it's inexcusable. There's no doubt about it. And since then, yes, I've talked to many of my friends and many people said, well, we, you know, we, you know, we we've said stuff like that and, 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 and banter and stuff like that. I said, I, yeah, but you can't write it down. You can't send it to a corporate email. You can't, you, you know, you can't understand, you know, this Vinny and I know this because we're both in the media business that when somebody says off the record, it can be taken on the record.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, a, that's a, and, a that's and, and, and it's an
1: integrity thing, right? Okay. So, it, yeah. but, but, but how many times, especially this year, prior to this incident, how many times have we seen people who are in the media spotlight get caught up in something they might've said quote unquote off the record? or you know they might have said in private or whatever you know it's it's sad to say that people would betray trust like that but i do think for most of for, for the most part that john gruden was made a target
0: yeah, and and uh, we we will, we may never know, um, uh, you know, how or why all of those things. Uh, but but when we get back, and and I want to say on this uh, on on this topic because I, I do think that sometimes we in the media are a little bit full of ourselves uh, in terms of wanting answers like right now. What does yes. he have to say right now? Yeah. Uh, and and I always switch to I, I try sometimes to switch off media Vinny. To human Vinny like just regular human being and, and saying hold on a second you know let it hold on a second you know um, uh, as, especially when you when you factor in all of the the relationships that were involved and maybe some of the anger that was involved that I still think that Mark Davis has uh, in terms of you don't want to say the wrong thing number one um, out of anger out of whatever spite whatever the case might be sometimes it needs to simmer a little bit for for, um, uh, emotions to, to settle down before you can actually speak on things. And I, and I feel like sometimes we in the media try to push it a little bit too far in that regard and not remember, Hey, there are human beings that we're dealing with that we're going to talk well, about
1: Well, oh, no, for my side, my, on the other side, we'll, I'll share my thought towards that and, and, and not necessarily being brought up in the media business, being exposed to it later in this part of my career or lifetime, I should say is a little bit different, but I, I, I have some feelings on that point as
0: well. Looking forward to hearing it. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. Brought to you by Tequila and Bahutar. Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Wednesday.